Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Everybody, welcome to uh, our latest Royal Blue podcast in association with Sport Pacer. And there's a mood of celebration around the table because we've got a win to talk about. Uh, a win, a transfer window that's just closed, uh, an awful lot to go at. And so we'll try and do it justice today. We've got uh, Phil Kirkbride with us, um, buoyant after uh, Everton's performance and, and result last night. Tony Scott, who for once won't be whinging. Uh, and Gavin Buckland, <laughs> who's, you know, so, will be doing <laughs> It'll be, you know, as yeah. usual, calm, unflappable self. <laughs> and uh, myself, Dave Prentice. Um, only one place to start, really, and that's got to be Seamus Coleman. I mean, did any of us really expect a performance of that quality so soon after uh, returning from such a long layoff? I didn't expect that performance because I didn't expect him to be in the team. Well, no, uh, to be fair, yeah. uh, we spoke last week, I think, on the pod about plans for him from the rest of the season, and yeah. I thought maybe he'd sort of. You know, need a bit of re- rehabilitation, and then maybe a few games near the end. But he came in and he produced a startlingly uh, effective and superb performance. And I'm sure it will go down as one of the legends he, yeah. you know, ever before. You know, I think in the circumstances. And um, all credit to Seamus. Uh, and if you, you know, if you're James McCarthy, you'd be getting a copy of that game every day during your rehabilitation. He'd be a uh, Playing on the DVD play, won't we really? About something to aim for, and it was good that he dovetailed so well with uh, Theo yeah. as well, which was another added bonus for me. So, yeah, ten out of ten. Clearly, it's testament to the rehab he's put himself through, isn't it? Because he looked absolutely, you know, one hundred percent, didn't he? The, the lad's a thoroughbred, isn't he? Um, an incredible engine that will be unrivaled within the first team, arguably, mm. and the speed to match the best or most in the team as well I mean when you combine the two together with the intangible stuff like heart and desire and that level of determination it's uh, remarkable really I mean obviously I watched him on uh, the previous Tuesday playing for the 23s um, against Portsmouth he played an hour could have played longer as as, as Unzi said afterwards and I kind of left thinking look any different yeah. I thought no let's yeah. you, know, you know put that to your back of your mind don't be stupid he's going to take time because he's been out for 10 months and he, he had a double leg break but yeah it was, it was astonishing wasn't it really yeah. um, I assume he's still asleep now though yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he won't be walking very well today yeah. will he I just think his performance yesterday it was just what Everton fans want and we've all heard the song haven't we 60 grand 60 grand but at the end of the chance 
it says playing football in the Everton way, and yeah. he epitomises that. Yeah. The ferociousness, his endeavour, his passion, his commitment, and we haven't seen that from largely to the extent of nearly every Everton player this season. He epitomises what Everton fans expect from an Everton player. They don't expect him to play like Barcelona and Real Madrid every week, but what he does and what he brings to the table on and off the pitch, that's what Everton fans expect every single week. I think, you know, the old, the old song lyric, you don't know what you've got, let's go on. I don't think you appreciate, you know, quite how much he brings to the team in an attacking sense, you know, because John Joe Kenny's been tremendous, you know, yeah. I have to absolutely say, you know, words of praise to him. Uh, but Coleman adds that extra penetration in the final third I mean his overlaps are something else mm-hmm. and the quality at the end of them, some yeah. of the balls into the box there was the one right at the end that he, he had a shot where he should really mm-hmm. try to pass yeah. to Dominic Calvert-Lewin we'll forgive him that for like a rush of blood <laughs> but you know he does he gives Everton an extra attacking dimension now doesn't he you know it's something a little bit different that hopefully when Baines you know, if he ever recovers you know full fitness you know we're going to have on the opposite flank as well so, when yeah. you look at the obviously when we, we looked at the, the wide for um, options for Everton this season and we seemed like we, we were lacking everywhere wasn't it if you look at it now you could, there's a possibility of having Walcott, Coleman Baines and Sigurdsson mm. now you look at it going, it's not that bad as what you first made out if you look at it from that stand, I it? wouldn't I wouldn't bring Baines into the equation myself yeah how far has he wait for about two or three weeks is it or mid-feb Mid, that was the last testament mid-feb yeah that was the last testament but I haven't, I haven't asked on the, yeah, but on to the be base, fair Cucum Martin and I thought played yeah, really well yesterday yeah. just to explain the Baines thing not that he can't get back in the team but you're not going to get Baines 2009 to 2013 that's what I'm saying right. yeah and I think uh, if, you, yeah, if so, you've got a ton of pace on the right hand side with Coleman and Walcott you haven't got a lot of it with Baines and Sigurdsson mm. yeah yeah. You know. so um, that's what I would say so yeah we'll, we'll be interested I just thought it was I said to me mate before the game but not after the game so, like, I really enjoyed that game and it was, I, I thought it was the best of the it, 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 even that 10-15 minute spell yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no I did I really yeah. enjoyed it and yeah. I thought it was um, I thought I thought we did three things collectively that we've not really done together in one game this season and I thought hey we defended quite well you know, yeah. in the circumstances we were a bit rocky for 10 minutes yeah, yeah. Yeah. the last 10 minutes I thought we were okay uh, I thought we passed the ball or attempted to pass the ball well uh, and the basis that you know you I heard lots last night which I've not heard many times this season you know that collective groan you get where somebody tries to do a really good pass but it just doesn't work and yeah, it gets mm-hmm. intercepted I heard that a lot last night you're really? actually trying to be imaginative with the ball mm-hmm. and the third thing I thought after about the first 15 minutes I thought we pressed really well in the right areas of the pitch yeah. in a manner that like looked organised rather than on, that, on an ad hoc basis and I thought those three things for me made it a really good performance and a really enjoyable game. And the crowd responded to that today because I thought that was probably arguably one of the best atmospheres yesterday all we've seen all season. Eventually, yeah. first twenty minutes was like condemned men going once, to the gallows. Once it was a like, player shows the commitment yeah. and the present, the crowd yeah. will respond. And I thought the atmosphere was one of the best days yeah. yesterday as well. I think James got three a couple of times sitting on the right yeah. hand side after about fifteen minutes. I think that sort mm. of uh, kicked a few things off, you know. What do you think of the options are at the back here, Phil? Because the, the centre-halves have changed, chopped and changed, haven't they, so often over the past couple of weeks. Do you think Keane and Jagielka could cope quite well with the likes of Vardy? I think they both played, played well. I thought Keane looks like he's had an injection of confidence, which is much, much needed. But the problem is, I, I, don't, I think the, you know, the back line will continue to change. Because um, I don't think Jagielka can play twice in four days or whatever it is. I think Williams is... He's had a, he had a good spell and then has, 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 has dropped back again. Um, Mangala comes in and obviously because he had natural 
balance. I, f I feel that you know he will play quite a lot just mm. because he's left footed. Mm. It's interesting. Mm. But so if, obviously we will talk about Arsenal later on. So you know, fully expect Jack Gelker to just be a bit part play for until the end of the season now. Yeah, as he has been. Yeah. Yeah, it's, so. yeah, it's a question of his age, isn't it? Not a question of his quality, just the fact that you know he needs longer to recover than other players do. One player we haven't touched on, which uh, was the man who made the difference, obviously on the night, Theo Walcott, is is pressing. I thought got the crowd going early doors, but the fact that he scored two goals, you know, he's that horrible stat doing the rounds afterwards. <laughs> he's now contributed eleven percent of Everton's Premier League goals yeah, this yeah, season yeah. after the assist against West Brom. But now, funny, I spoke to somebody this morning that. Um, connected with the club who said this he was being mentioned in dispatches as the same kind of impact that Andrzej Konczelskis had when he arrived and that he automatically looks like he has a bit of quality a bit of class a bit of something different about him that wasn't there previously now it's a stretch you know to say Konczelskis because his impact was incredible class, wasn't exactly yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, I get the argument you know he did look like he was bringing something to the table that wasn't already there um, you know, we just thought he was going to bring a bit of pace and you know, so maybe an extra goal threat. But his all-round game was very good, wasn't it? You know, he just looked like he's a, he's a quality I footballer. I thought he was impressive yesterday, and even in the game last week, I, I thought yesterday he showed that what he's brought to the table for Everton is experience, and you, you're confident watching him in the final thirds, aren't you? Going, he's got to know how we are. Yeah. He knows how to break these down. Where we haven't had that all season, we've had big parts and getting to the final thirds, and we're struggling, we're going back. Whereas when he's on the ball in the final thirds, we've got an end product here. And we haven't had that all season. Yeah. That's a good show. He's just got quality, hasn't he? Yeah. You don't you don't play at Arsenal for as long as he has. Yeah. You're in a team that invariably is getting in the top four Champions League football mm. and score the goals he has. I know obviously his involvement dwindled to a point where he was he was available to Everton, but he's obviously got quality. Arsene Wenger doesn't select players who haven't got ability on the ball. So I uh, I think he was uh, tremendous last night. If you look on the basis of that as well, he's got a shout to go. Well, I mean, he he was he was playing it down when we when we met him the other week at Finch Farm. He said he was he wasn't his thinking, but why wouldn't it be? Of course, yeah, yeah. Well, he's got a point to prove, and it can be quite a rare if you buy somebody, it can be quite a good characteristic to to have in a player that you want to buy that you've got a point to prove, and I think yeah. he has. And I thought he was tremendous last night, and you know, in patches against West Brom, and it'd be really interesting to see. Like you were saying, Prano, we discussed this at half time last night, didn't we? Like that Kinshelskis turned Evan around. I know you mentioned yeah. it in your piece that. Uh, Wingers who have an impact mid season. 95, yeah. 96. And, you know, you will hope that he'll have that same effect or in more, more modern era, like the Sam and the Jelovic in uh, 2012. Um, and I just thought we played, I, I really enjoyed last night's game. I thought we, I thought we played really well. Uh, the one thing I wanted to mention was um, when I looked at the team sheets, you know. Schenk Tucson or whatever his yeah. name is, yeah. Uh, Stan got that right. What did we think of the of the whatever you would say resting, you know, or whatever to the bench and bringing the ass in? What did what did we think of that as a selection? My initial thoughts were, Tucson strikes me as somebody who needs service in the area, and in the couple of games that he's played, Everton have barely wandered into the opposition's area. So, so I I could sort of understand the logic about that. That Sam maybe is this thought. We need to need to get something on uh, Wednesday night. We need to play in a certain way. We need to play with a higher tempo. It won't be perhaps as um, what's the word as, as sort of deliberate build up maybe as as, as Tosin might need to get those opportunities in the area. So 
Nias in terms of legs pressing Harry in is a better option at this stage um, that's what I thought anyway what I made of it is that when I seen Nias and the team I thought you know what he's going to try and run the channels like what Leicester do try and get beyond the full backs and go along with it I thought that's what he was going to do now if you're playing Tolson he's not going to get he's not going to chase the ball as he's in the final third he's got to hold it up and I just felt as if I could see why he was playing the ass but what was what I found difficult is that when Calvert-Lewin come on then I'm thinking alright then if he's ahead of him in the pecking order for that game why is Tolson sitting on the bench it was, it was an interesting one I mean funnily enough the first 20 minutes Everton played quite direct and uh, Nias was unable to hold the ball up. You know that's not his quality. And it would, I thought it was better suited for Tosin. Beyond that, you know when Coleman grew into the game more, and you know Everton started getting you know ball into the channels, and Nias's ability to you know be a nuisance and yeah. chase defenders down came to the fore. Then, and I know he didn't score. I know he missed two absolute sitters, oh. but he was effective. You know in what he did. You know he, he made you know he tormented their defence in a way that maybe Tosin wouldn't. I suspect it was just horses for courses. You know. Yeah. So what would, what would be the games that Tosin would start then? <laughs> well, now that Coleman's back and you know he's getting crosses in a game that Balassi starts maybe uh, where we're going to see crosses from the other flank. Um, I mean, it, obviously, because there was so much to ask Sam last night, he wasn't asked about, you know, sort of Tosin's. Uh, yeah. That's one for uh, the press conference on Friday, maybe. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I don't think there's anything sinister in it. I just think, you know, he, he's only just arrived at the football club and he's still settling in. You know, we'll, we'll see more of him as but, games progress. Yeah, and t- two games and four days, whatever. I, I just thought, when I was watching the game and, and picking up on Phil's point, that, you know, about getting the ball in the area, I, I would have liked to have seen him play last night the yeah. way the game panned out. You know, you know where the, we, did get, the we did get the box, box where we yeah, got, yeah. and I would like to have seen it. I'm slightly uncomfortable that we signed a 27 million euro or pound strike, whatever you would yeah. call it, and we're already, you know, three games in. The asses getting the game, and even yeah. saying, you know, agreeing what Phil was saying, you know, his points. And I, um, I would like to see him, you know, start on. I know we'll talk about Arsenal later. Um, start on Saturday um, because I just think. That extra quality in the box, and if we, we've obviously got two or three more parts of our armory we didn't have maybe a month ago, I just think I'd like to see him play. Just thought it looked a strange decision to me, and as the game panned out, I thought, yeah, I'm not sure whether they, it, it looked right in retrospect. Um, but I mean, I got away with it. I think Evan created more chances than anybody goes to the ground would have would have expected. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you know, I think Sam might have reflected and gone, well, maybe he could have played. Yeah. But I don't think I'm not sure he would at this stage have given the same level of nuisance factor that Nias did. You know, and I don't think Maguire and um, Dragovic didn't have a moment's peace, did they? Now, I'm no. not saying Tosin, and they're a decent partnership, isn't yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and I'm, do, I'm not saying that Tosin hasn't shown that he's willing to run the hard yards and stuff. Yeah. I think he has to a degree, but Nias is just he's got this unique level of. I will not be broken, yeah. doesn't he? You know, it's yeah. And I think maybe Sam felt, in terms of a press and setting a type of a pace and a tempo, Walcott, Nias, yeah. Coleman behind. I think we can get away with the fact that obviously he didn't start a game, but if he doesn't start on Saturday against Arsenal, then maybe one or two questions will be asked if he's not getting a look at it all. It, it was interesting post match um, in his reflections on the game. Allardyce mentioned the two uh, chances that Nias missed and he said he could have had a hat-trick 
And he said, it's surprising, he says, because his finishing is very good, um, not just on the pitch, but on the training pitch. Now, exactly, uh, you know, you say his finishing is very good and we all, like, raise eyebrows, yeah. but he's talking about the training pitch. So I think an awful lot of store is placed on how players perform at Finch Farm. Yeah. And that's what gets them in the squad. That's what then gets them in the starting lineup. And obviously, the has just showed a little bit more this week than maybe Tosin has. Sorry, sorry, which is hence why a couple of the players, maybe Sanjo Ramirez and Klassen, yeah. probably looking to move on elsewhere. And as I said, yeah, you can go... Maybe they were the types of players that weren't performing off Finch Farm and he was allowing them to go. Yeah, so no, I mean, that's my point, by the way. Yeah, though, <laughs> from what we've heard, I mean, there's been no issues with attitude with either of those two players. I mean, Klassen especially, we're told, has got an impeccable attitude. You know, he desperately wants to make a success of his time at Everton. But the physicality of the Premier League is something that he's finding difficult to come to terms with, and hopefully he will one day. Okay, well, yeah, we've come round to players that you know, so may or may yeah. not have departed. Um, the one that took us all a little bit by surprise, 15 minutes before kickoff, good yeah. time to bury bad news. Yeah. Adamola Luckman, having been told only two days previously he wasn't going on loan, did go on loan to Red Bull Leipzig. Now, Sam explained afterwards that it was a very reluctant decision. He didn't want the lad to go. He tried to persuade him it was a bad idea. Uh, but the player was insistent he wanted to go there and rather than fall out with him, you know, so he agreed to let him go. It's a strange one. I mean, has he taken the right decision to keep the player sweet or should he have been given Adamola Luckman more playing time? I mean, what, what do you think, fellas? It, uh, it's, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because I don't see... I, 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 talk, I, I like Ad, Adamola. I think potentially he could become a really good player. Yeah. Um, but we all know how Sam views young players and their degrees of reliability. Yeah. Everton aren't in a situation where he can take too many chances. I think he wanted to pick an 11 and, and an 18 that he could rely on as, be- as best as possible. And at the moment, it probably wasn't the environment for Luckman to come in. Look, he makes his debut coming off the bench and three up against Man City. Yeah. You know, and everything yeah. kind of snowballs yeah. from there. And the lad is still young and he's susceptible to, to ebbs and flows in confidence as seen last season when he, he had a couple of uh, difficult games and was dropped by Koeman and, and whatever does, and, and I guess the thing is what does it do to Luckman as, as a young lad who just I know the cliche wants to play football he knows nothing else and you know he, you, he won't have the bigger picture at that age he'll just want to play what good is it keeping him at the club and him not playing or maybe being involved in a squad here and there now obviously injuries etc would come into play and he, he may get an opportunity but if he, if he desperately was wanting to leave and feels that going to Leipzig will give him the opportunity of, of, of regular football that remains to be seen I don't think it's a bad move if you look at it from Sam Allardyce's perspective he's been brought in to keep Everton in the Premier League that's it that's his job hmm. He can't, he can't wait and trust young players like Adam Luckman to bring something to the table when, when it happens. Now he's got Walcott ahead of him, Balassi maybe, and Sigurdsson maybe ahead of him as well. So there's three players ahead of him. He's going to come on for the next 10, 15 minutes. So I can understand Allardyce's reasons for it. Do you know what? Yeah, you can go on loan. And he's probably forced the hand to go to a couple of championship clubs. Go make your way down there. He was at Charlemagne in League One. Now's your next step up, Championship. Let's see how you get on from there to the end of the season. Now, he let Adam Olofman make the decision to go abroad. That's fine. That's his decision. I don't think he's going to play many games for the team. We're going for second, not the end. Sixth. 
the, 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 points, the fifth at the moment, yeah. but um, there's, there's only two points between them and second place. I mean, Bayern are over the hills and far away. But yeah, there's so like, you know, three teams are going to be playing this kid every single week. Yeah. They're taking a chance on Oliver Berg there. Was it, and he didn't go back. I mean, you know what I mean? I just think it's a, the problem is, is every loan's a gamble. That, I mean, that's Brendan Galloway. Yeah, yeah. It's not more than a gamble. If you're playing for Derby County, you're coming up to the Bayern Premier League. I, I know, but they're both going. But Derby County going for automatic promotion. How is is that any more important than Leipzig going for second place in the Bundesliga? It's not. It is it? for his development because no, he's going to be playing no, in England. No, but what I'm, well, but will he be playing at Derby? I don't think there are any guys. He's, he's going to have more of a chance playing at Derby. Yeah, definitely. Than Red Bull. Why? Could Red Bull achieve some Champions League football? Derby County yeah. are chasing promotion yeah, to the but Premier League. I'd say, if you were to ask the two managers, yeah, well, find it's, out. it's all relative though, isn't it? You ask Gary Rowett what's more important, he'll go, the golden ticket to the Premier <laughs> yeah. League. Either way, it's a very, very brave decision by the lad uh, to go to a league where, you know, obviously, I'm not sure he's fluent in German, I suspect yeah. not. Uh, but, you know, he's all sick up here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to make that point actually. Um, I find it a strange decision. Not that he's gone on loan. The fact that he's gone to Leipzig, just purely forget about the playing side. It's the lifestyle side of it, you know. Yeah, you uh, can imagine it's got a certain you know glamour, yeah, a certain yeah, appeal. But, but, but I, I just thought it was a strange one. Um, does this point to? And I know he's been linked before, but so you just said about the homesickness bit, bit, and there's been rumours in the past that maybe of returning down so as what being said by you know Sam and sort of what you've read between the lines you think there's a bit of a, a relationship breakdown there or that things are not right between Adam Ola and the well, club no, by the club no I don't initially I, I might have thought that last night but you know yeah. from conversations we've had today it sounds like Allardyce was trying to bend over backwards to keep the lad happy yeah he didn't he wanted him to go on loan to Derby because he thought that would have been better for his development mm-hmm. Uh, he, th- he obviously was aware of the problems that Oliver Burke had in Germany and doesn't want you know him to suffer the same way and tried to persuade him against this but because he was so adamant and maybe it's his agent pushing him in that direction I don't know uh, rather than fall out he reluctantly agreed to let the lad go so, so that would be indicative isn't yeah. it of, of the fact that they do value Luckman exactly if they weren't yeah. really that bothered and Sam didn't think he had a future he wouldn't have gone to such trouble to try and keep yeah. him in the country yeah. or, or keep him to come to start with so why, it, I mean, why, is he, sorry, why has he said then one week that he's not going anywhere alone and next minute he's going out on loan I can't answer that one <laughs> we'll have to uh, well, yeah, so. must change your heart because obviously yeah. Adam Ola must have said look at what Gaffer, I want to go, please, yeah. let me go. But well, there's four or five players that wanted to go out on loan yesterday, so why this doesn't change the vote with Luckman compared to the four or five? I think Luckman's forced the issue, whereas the other players haven't. I mean, uh, Davy Klassen, I mean, Sam almost seemed quite regretful that, you know, he hadn't completed yeah. that loan route to Napoli. Uh, but you know, we're told that the player desperately wants to stay and fight and make a success and try and you know get a place at Everton. Whether he gets the opportunity, I don't know. But I suspect it's just you know, Luckman has pushed harder. And he just, you he think just the classic one was image right or something, wasn't it? Something to do with that. Yeah, it's not not entirely. 100% is he, but that was a fact that we believe, yeah. When you think about it now, Classen's just not going to kick a ball, is he, from now to the end of the season? It's going to be remotely possible yeah. that we're going to see that we're not going to see him at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And linked with that, I was, the other point I wanted to mention about last night was Rooney's performance and place in the team, and you know, he fair to Classen there about, sort of played a bit of a deeper role last night, got caught out on the penalty, perhaps. Of course, I was. It was a ridiculous yeah, yeah, challenge. Yeah, 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 you know what I mean. I was being kind to him there. Mm-hmm. Just, just so Tony did. Slack, <laughs> you know, you know what it's like. Mm-hmm. And that is that. You know, 
getting Wayne in the team and that area of the pitch is, can be good in terms of his vision, even though some of his pass can be a bit bit off. But that, I've said before, is the danger, the risk there is teams playing through him. And, well, that's and, why and, you've, and got his a, defensive you've got to have a cocoon, a cocoon around him of yeah. runners, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why I... Ratings are ratings and opinions, whatever. Um, it's not an exact science, but that's why I, that's why I gave Davis a seven because I don't think you can underplay the influence that Davis's energy had on the on the on the functionality of that team. Yeah, and that's yeah. why I gave a, 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 some people said a higher, too high amount. No, I agree with that because they were a bit panicky. We were a bit panicky for about the last the ten minutes after they scored from up until the 88th minute, and then you think panicky. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. So, yeah. But actually, I thought Tom helped us manage the game. Quite well, the last five ten minutes. Five ten minutes, and the ball was in the corner of the pitch for ages, wasn't Mm -hmm. it? And I just thought, actually, he sort of grew in the game for me after after a poor start. And uh, I thought he he did a little bit better than perhaps what most people thought. I I think if you're going to play Rooney, you've got to accept that he will give away possession, and you know he will try to be ambitious and cause problems for the team. But he'll bring a guild of quality yeah. that'll you know create things. He created the goal against West Brom. He created the second goal last night with that yeah. thing into the box. Yeah. All right, Michael Keane's header was great, but you know it was his vision. Yeah. So it's rough with the smooth. You've got to accept that he'll do some things yeah. badly, but you'll do some other things well, better than anybody have else. Like that in the team, though, Tim, yeah. you can't just sit there with runners and defensive midfielders. You've got to have someone who's willing to take that risk in the final third, play a quality ball. And if you look at it, out of all the Everton midfielders that we've got. There's no one in there that can play a killer ball like he can. But that's that's the whole thing of never replacing Gareth Barry. Now, obviously, yeah. Wayne is never going to be the, the, the consummate midfielder that Barry was. But if if he can take if he can match certain levels of Barry in terms of passing and forward thinking play, and then you surround Wayne with with the energy and and sort of positional play that, Bar- that Barry also had, then it's something that can work. But I think. Certainly for the summer and next season, they're going to have to elevate the the quality of midfielder midfielder around mm-hmm. him to find somebody who can not only run but also play a bit. And it looks in the short term, we're going to have this Rooney and Sigurdsson in the same team. You know, the yeah. the, the partnership that we were told couldn't work or wouldn't <laughs> work, but you know, it worked last night. I was yeah. Sam said that myself, but they, yeah, yeah, was, that was yeah, yeah, the interpretation was, wasn't it? It yeah. wasn't entirely clear to me at the time. Yeah. It was when I was there when he said it. I was. I understand why people might have might have seen like that. I didn't. I yeah. didn't see the answer as clear cut as that because it didn't make sense. Sure. I, I'm, I'm not totally convinced about Wayne and that that position. I yeah. think I think he gives the ball away for the player of his quality. I think he gives the ball away far too much. Um, but, yeah. And um, but he's I doing think, that guy because he's got to make. He's got to take that risk. I, I think he no gives simple. He gives simple passes away far too much in the area of the pitch. You know, yeah. ten yard passes that maybe don't. Maybe don't go to the opposition, but force somebody to track back. And, and it, it's it's a oh, very Gav, diff- Gav, we won, we won. That's not negative. No, no, I'm saying <laughs> that's, that's my job. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not being negative. I'm just saying that um, you know I'm just saying, just not negative about the team. Yeah. It was very positive performance last night. Constructive still, criticism. I'm saying constructively yeah. that I'm still not convinced for, for lots of reasons. Yeah. But um, just a guy, you know, I, you know, just a bad house. I thought he played really well last night, and you know, you know me on this pod. It takes a lot for me to speak positively about him because, for a number of reasons, but I thought he played really well. And maybe having Wayne there, it, got, it enabled him to be a little bit more of his own man, you know, rather than being like a really static blocker two. It's a question of balance, defense. isn't it? Yeah. It's actually he appeared to get, he appeared to revel in a little bit more freedom of not having somebody who plays exactly like him 
playing next to him, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And I thought he got about the pitch really well. He used the ball well last night, and I thought that was one of his best games I've seen him play for, for Everton. Yeah. I thought he was you look at this window excellent. overall, Preno, when you've got Morales is gone, Barkley's gone, Luckman's gone. What would you rate it overall with the plays in and out, out of 10, say? It, it's, it's weird, actually, because you've always got to quantify is the squad stronger and in a better position than it was before the window and yes it has to be you know because the squad didn't have a centre forward which it now has one even if he's not playing yeah. it didn't have a, a wide player capable of scoring goals which it now has and it didn't have central defensive cover you know which it now has but I think another little issue as well um, apparently like, there were so many senior players in the squad who were around Finch Farm sorry in the senior setup, yeah. not getting into the squad and you know, understandably, you know, what Mondrian around moping, you know, so players that aren't training all week and not getting a look in at the weekend. And there was like a small but sizable contingent, you know, beginning to have a little bit of a negative effect. And Allardyce has done what he, he can to try and address that. I mean, one that sneaked out the exit door very late last night was Mo Besic. Yeah. Obviously, Morales has already gone. Sandro Ramirez has gone. Um, you know, he's basically lost you know, a number of players. And so hopefully the squad will be leaner. It'll be more positive. You're going to get players involved more. I mean, Mason Holgate wasn't in the squad last night, was he? Just yeah. underlines, you know, so how how strong and how many bodies there are in the squad mm. at the moment. So for me, if you're talking out of ten, you know, you could say seven, maybe. You don't want to go too carried away because yeah. uh, we don't know what some of the players, you know, we don't know what Tosin's going to turn mm. out like. But the squad looks a little better. It looks a little positive, you know, for me. So. Phil, I spoke to a lot of the supporters pre-match yesterday and asked them what they thought of the window so far. Majority of them are saying that's about this left back situation. Mm. Do you see the Mangala signing as a possible lenient so we can play centre half maybe at left back too? I don't, I, unless Martina gets injured, I don't see him playing left back too often because he's, he's not he's not naturally that, that's not his position. And I don't think he's been brought in as the left back solution, far from it. I think he's been brought in as somebody who offers balance in defence because he is left footed. Um, an option at centre half, you know, that uh, again offers the natural counterweight to Jagiel Gro Williams mm. or Keane on the yeah. right hand side, where they naturally would be more comfortable. Keane did quite well on the left left hand side last night, aside from his his overall play. Um, he did okay, didn't he? But he's not left footed, yeah. so naturally um, teams are naturally just going to push Everton back into the middle of the pitch when it comes down that side because they know. Nine times out of ten, then it's not going to comfortably come come that way, is it? So, Mangala is not a left back. He's not the answer to the left back solution. Could he play left back if required? Yes, yeah. perhaps. But I don't see him. Maybe he's a back three. I don't know. I'll have to I'll have to assess how quick he is yeah. without watching him that much. How do you see this team when obviously they've needed the left back since Leighton Baines has been injured, and obviously they've looked everywhere, and we've heard them famous words, yeah. none out there at all, which is obviously beggar's belief for me, there's leagues up and down yeah. the country. And I don't know if there's none out there, there's none in who meet the price range who are good enough. Well, so there are, there are how, how many leagues on this planet? Yeah, but it's just, and how many? Yeah, right, I, I'm, not, I'm not talking about what's happened in the last four or five years, because it's, it's, it's horrific that they haven't got a left back, and they're paying the price for resting on their laurels, the Baines, has been Mr. Reliable and it's been, they're being paid for it now but January it's not it's a seller's market Everton will have been quoted prices for players and it's just been ridiculous so they've just gone you know what let's so it should have been Delvin in the summer <coughs> yeah and the summer before that and the yeah. summer before yeah, that and, and but they, they, they went, when they got into the season 
knowing that a 30 year old Baines now 32 same age as me 32 yeah. 32 so a Leighton Baines 32 years of age to play 38 Premier League games Europa League FA yeah. Cup and League Cup with no backup so surely to God you think in the summer if we haven't cracked in the summer make sure there's one available through that door ready in January and there hasn't been so they could make to be paid for it with an injury to Martina next week and you had I think Martin has actually got them out of a hole, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a guy that does attract mixed views. Um, but, you know, I totally take on board what Allardyce says about his steady defensive reliability. I mean, there was one early on in the first half that he shanked into touch, uh, and you think, oh, gosh, here we go. But then, you know, he created the goal, you know, with his harrying and his in a right, right wing position, bizarrely. And then, you know, the goal line clear and just his general all round, you know, so defensive play was decent. And he's growing on me, I have to say, and he has got them out of a hole. Yeah, totally agree. Well, I'm going to need him again on Saturday, aren't we? Probably well, he's going to be first on the team sheet, isn't he, Saturday? Well, he's going to be, you know, on the team sheet going forward. I mean, we asked him about Luke Garbutt last week, and he got the impression, reading between the lines, he wasn't overly enthusiastic from what he's seen so far. So the guy's training well, but, you know, you have to ask the question, why have a succession of Everton managers not selected him? Why has he been on loan and not getting regular game time? Clearly, you know, they don't think he's quite, you know, up at the, the, the level required, you know, Premier League-wise. So I think that would be, you know, an absolute last gasp resource. Um, John Joe Kenny played okay there in the 20 minutes he was asked to do so at Southampton yeah. when things mm. were falling about him. But he, he's, he's not a left he back. He equally didn't have a great game in Lyon when he played there in the second half. Yeah, he fair comment. That night, yeah. Because, um, I would be reluctant to play John Joe there because I don't think it's fair to him because... It's so, not his position. So no, I mean the squad is clearly still imbalanced and lacking in a number of areas, but they've you know gone some way towards addressing it. Mm-hmm. It's only stick and plaster, you know, for the time being. And I think in the summer we are likely to see a lot more signings. Yeah. And you know, so you know, yeah, whole... I, would, I would say if if last summer's priority, the first one that had to come through the door was a goalkeeper because Everton had long enough to find a goalkeeper. Then the first one through the door has to be a left back, doesn't it? In the yeah. summer, so. Definitely. So are we visiting this Saturday's match, Phil? Arsenal, is it a good time or a bad time to play them, considering they've just had a defeat against Swansea, but they've obviously signed Aubameyang and Mkhitaryan? If you're Everton, it's never a good time to go down there, is it? No. It's don't, it never happens. Um, I don't know. I mean, for me, though, Sam generally, I say generally, he has proven he can... If, if, look, if Sam reverts to type, knows, goes back to what he knows and is completely uh, pragmatic about the game on Saturday. Doesn't try and, and, and doesn't get caught in between uh, two stools like he did Spurs. Mm. And Everton just go and play, play for a point, five at the back or whatever, really solid like they did. And, and they got a clean sheet against Chelsea. You, know, you could go with, with hope. Was the idea danger if the I understand what he's going to do? Sit back and try and frustrate them for as long as you can. But the danger if he sets out like that well, and Arsenal score an early yeah, goal, yeah. What, what have you got then? Well, you have to adjust that. everything, bring subs yeah. on. Sandy. Yeah, so, I totally get that. But equally, if you set out and go and play like he did against Spurs and try and be a little bit more adventurous, I don't think they and get, well, they were caught, weren't they? I know, but so I don't think you know, what I'm saying is if, if you play if you play that way against Spurs, which is a little bit more. A little bit more adventurous and less defensive, and you concede early. You got the same problem. Yeah, but at least you've got a better chance of getting back into the game rather than mm, if you, you're sitting back with five defenders and they Arsenal scored an early goal. You're going, whoa! What, what's I know, but, yeah, we're, we're, talk, we're talking about Sam Allardyce. He's going to go there. And he's going to try it's and you know grind the point out. Think, yeah. I don't think you've got a less of a chance if you've if you've set up to be defensive. 
it's it, you just you just have to retweak it, whatever, don't it's, you? It's, it's when you see results like that one at Stamford Bridge last night, and you just think, wow, what could happen if you go if to places like this and have a go? Yeah. And you know, Everton have tried that many times in the past, notably at Anfield, and we've seen what's happened there. <laughs> so uh, no, I don't think we're going to see anything too ambitious at the weekend. I think Yannick will um, play on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, a bit of pace, a bit of strength. Would well, uh, be a call to, as you just said, then Phil Balassi and obviously Walcott? I can't, I bet he can't wait to go back there. Can yeah. he? have a point to prove you, as well. You, yeah, you could definitely see both of them playing potentially certainly one anyway um, and just two plays up front you'd, you'd say probably Niasi is probably the shout for this game more suited more, yeah. and then you just have say Niasi Walcott and Balassi oh, and you he, can sit back and just yeah, control does, does, he play, does he play Dominic does he, play, does he play DCL and just say look we're getting it we're launching it mm-hmm. in yeah. the channels what would be the midfield to think Schneider will come back into the fold then Question. Did he play too badly when he came on last night? Do you think the guy? The interesting ones at the back, I think. I mean, Mangala, or Mangala, however you pronounce yeah. him, uh, you'd imagine is going to come straight in. You know, you don't spend, you know, a, a large wage on a player that you're going to leave on the subs bench. And obviously, Jackie Elka. Jackie Elka can't, you know, so play Williams for second comes games. In and, and Williams yeah. comes in for Jags in a straight swap. Yeah. You know, veteran for veteran. Yeah. Um, what would be better suited to play against the Arsenal? They've got Mkhitaryan, they've got Aubameyang, Gandhi. Mm. <laughs> Again, Aubameyang, how much has he trained though? If we're talking about Mangala, is, yeah. is Aubameyang going to start? Is Holgate coming to him? Considering they've got a bit assuming, of a Assuming he's fit, I'm mean, have to yeah. check that out. But um, Possibly, yeah. There's, there's options, but it's just one of those stadiums you know, where Everton has just not really ever looked like winning for a long, long time. I, I, yeah. I remember one game that sticks out. Um, we went in and it was absolutely thunderous snow. Yeah. And we played really well. Stephen Pienaar's beautiful Pienaar, little Pienaar, Pienaar, yeah. lovely goal. Yeah. 2-1, 94th minute, and then they scored an equaliser right at the end. And that stands out because it's a rarity. Just, there are some stadiums you know, where you know you always seem to either suffer hardship or don't have the psychological you know mood to go there. Ellen's Road, it was over 50 years Ooh, yeah, before yeah. that was finally broken. And they lost in pre-season there a couple of summers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and it took you know, Wayne Rooney, but absolutely you know, sort of wonder kid to, uh, to, to break that duck. But none of these players that are currently in the Everton team that will probably play on Saturday, well, they've never seen why Everton have got such a poor run there. So no, like, no, this, maybe. maybe. So for me, I just think Everton have got to go and set up and think like, right, let's be realistic. Who's going to dominate the ball? Arsenal. Let's bring them on. Yeah. What's that, what was what our most uh, potent weapon currently available to us in a team? Pace of Walcott and the pace of Balassi. Yeah. Why, why would we not try and utilise that? Bring them on. You know they'll they'll they'll, mm. they'll try and compact the pitch. They'll, the defenders will be on the halfway line, if not in Everton's half. Let's just hit them on the break. So it'll be the same tactics, would you say, as that they played in against Anfield at Anfield? Yeah, a little bit, and, and, and even like when different manager, of course, when they went to City last season under Coombe, they got the one all. It was the same. It was the same script, yeah. and they got the goal because Balassi turned his defender, fed Rom. Now obviously Rom's not playing, yeah. Like, like, yeah. But I just think it's that. Fairly rudimentary, but can be very effective tactics. At Everton, you've just got to be honest and realistic and about I, things, you know. Exactly. And if Everton can somehow manage to, you know, grind the points out, you know what's going to happen. People are going to start looking at. I've already read this morning that there's only four points between Everton and a oh, Europa League yeah. place. Before last night, the statistic was that it was only one point better than that awful 97-98 season when Everton just oh, missed relegation. Yeah. It's so concertinated. It's so tight in the middle of the league if, at the moment. If you said, if you, if, if we are driving back home on. Uh, Saturday evening and going, 
They haven't got four points in these two games. People, people yeah. would go, I take that. Yeah, just a bit. Because how many people, you know, and, and if we're being honest with ourselves, looked at the, the next two games, Leicester and Arsenal went, I think we're going to get high, didn't it? I was, I was concerned. Yeah. I, I, I was worried about, I was last, worried about last night's game. Last night's, yeah. But when Manez was obviously the so, so if Everton go and bore the proverbial off the game on Saturday night, the TV company are fuming, but yeah. who cares? You get a point. We take that all day exactly. long. Exactly. So, yeah. As you've just said, them take the, the teams above us. Leicester are catchable, in my opinion. Leicester have got Manchester City this week themselves. Yeah. So if you can start gathering momentum, that was a double hit that yesterday by beating yeah. them and actually clawing some points yeah, yeah. back towards yeah. them. Do you know what I mean? You're looking above you now to the behind. Just Swansea were five points behind us yesterday. Yeah. Going into this, so it was a massive, massive three points that yesterday. It was. It was a huge three points, and, and we got the three points. Yeah. Right. Well, we're going to uh, talk about Arsenal next week when we uh, when, when we know what's happened there, you know, and we'll see whether we're going to be chasing a Europa League place <laughs> or, uh, or fighting against relegation. Well, thanks for sticking with us. It's been a nice upbeat one today for a change, and we hope to continue that in the uh, in the weeks ahead. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>